Welcome aboard. This is your Captain Johnny. And first mate Jess, thank you for joining us on our chaotic journey through fan fiction. This podcast will contain adult situations and themes. I would strongly suggest using caution when listening in public. But what do I know? We do not own these stories or characters. They're just along for the ride upon the ships of chaos. Okay, hello, Chaotics. Happy 420. This is Johnny. This is Jess. Welcome. Welcome to a quickie episode, which won't be super quick, but we'll at least, we'll at least get one whole story. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, I hope y'all are having a wonderful April 20th and making smart choices while indulging. Have an edible or two. Those are my favorite. <laughs> I prefer smoking a bowl. Yeah. So. I just like food. I can consume anything. I'll do it. Oh my God. A, a bowl and a full pizza. Mm-hmm. Enjoy all the munchies. If that happens to you. Not everybody gets the munchies. I do not get to um, indulge as, I, as much as I want to because I had to work. Yeah. Unfortunately, we have to adult before we can indulge. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. That's yeah. true. Okay, so today you have a steric for us. Steric. Oh my god, I lied. I have 420 off. Oh, and 421. Oh. Somebody is getting indulgent. So I do uh, not. I I have 6 a.m. meetings. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we are reading a story called Breathe Out So I Can Breathe You In by Gorgeous Gray Matter and Circa Stealth Turtle. Does Circa mean, like, previously? I think so. Oh, Circa means approximately. Yeah. But maybe it's being used as like previously known as yeah stealth turtle or it's an and I don't know but gorgeous gray matter that is a really cool username yes it is or uh what would it um ponda plume it's a really cool name yeah it kind of reminds me of try the gray stuff it's delicious yeah <laughs> yeah. But this story, I think, is going to be really great. It's a Derek-style story. I tried very hard to find a Twilight story, but all of the Twilight stories were really, really long. And they didn't... Did um, I know we have specific things that we look for, too. It can't uh-huh. be, like, illegal. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of... Consensual. <laughs> There was, there was a lot of what do you call statistic, not statistics, like things that I put in there that I didn't want to be in the story and things that I wanted included in the type of story. The, pro- the problem with a lot of Twilight stories is that it was more than just like pot use. It was like heroin and other drugs that I don't believe should be taken light- lightly. No. So I look at 
in my in my opinion, pot, marijuana, cannabis, whatever you want to call it, hash. Um, those are all different kinds of drugs within the same sativa <laughs> uh, blanket. But the, those drugs, to me, they're just herbs that take you to a higher plane <laughs> mentally. Heroin will fuck you up. Yes, it will for a very, very long time. <laughs> and it will destroy your life. Pot, if used responsibly, will just, it's like drinking alcohol, you know? You use it responsibly and you should be fine. Mm -hmm. And there have been about, if you look at all the marijuana-caused ca deaths in history, the number is still zero. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, unless they were like driving under the influence, it's yeah. just like alcohol. You have to be responsible with it. Yeah, so, that should be that should be the national rule. Just just like alcohol. Yeah, that's why it's called Don't driving it. under the influence. Yeah, yeah. So, like when I was looking for a story, I was trying to find something that was just marijuana based and had no other drugs in it, and unfortunately. That was not the case with Twilight. There was a lot of stories about heroin, which I love all my um, fan fiction writers, but I'm severely disappointed in you guys. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what do you think it is about Twilight that brings on like the heroin? We could cut this out. I'm just curious. I've no, we, don't cut this out. Don't cut this out. Because, You're editing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm editing. Yeah. Uh, I think what it is about Twilight and the heroine is the line where Edward says she's his own special brand of heroin. That's right. That's why I don't want to cut that out. That's that's a great connection. I know ne I never made that connection. I yeah. I loved the books, the yeah. movies were. Mm -hmm. I mean, right. there, there are two um, Twilight stories that didn't have heroin that I really really like. And one is with Sam and Bella as a pairing and one with Paul and Bella as a pairing, but those were really long. Like those would be like an entire season epic mm. story long. We can maybe save them in our back pocket. <laughs> yeah, I, I saved, I saved the Bella Paul one in my back pocket. So those are good to have. You never know when we're going to need to whip it out. <laughs> yeah. So, but that, that was the problem with trying to find a, a story for this episode was trying to find something that was just pot related and not harsher drugs. So do you want to get started now? Yeah, but can I tell you a joke? Yeah, sure. Okay. It's like a one-liner that I, okay. I saw. It says, marijuana and coffee are my favorite combination. They're the reason I smoke a lot of weed. I smoke a <laughs> lot of weed. Uh, I was standing uh, in line with my mom at Sam's Club today. And I was like, okay. So there were these two parrots. And they were trying to cross the street. So they're holding each other's hand. The, the traffic's really bad. And they just make a run for it. Well, the male carrot gets across the street and realizes that his, his partner's no longer with him. He turns around and she has been hit by a car. 
And so he gathers her up in his arms and rushes to the emergency room, gets her to the hospital. The doctor works on her for hours, comes into the waiting room, says the good news is she's going to make it. The bad news is she'll always be a vegetable. That's horrible. <laughs> and my mom's like, oh, that's bad. I'm like, yes, but you knew it was coming and you let me tell the joke anyway. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's a good way to lighten the mood. All right. Yeah. So let's do this because I'm really excited about this story and it is long. I think we established that this is 28 pages, which is longer than most of our episodes. <laughs> are you going to keep up? Because this is steric, steric. So are you going to keep up with your voices from Radio Tower? No. No. <laughs> I might try to do, still I, do I get voices. It. I might try to still do voices, but I am not doing Batman for 28 pages. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. All right. Let's do this. By all, account, by all accounts, it's a miracle Styles hadn't lost his mind yet. And look, he knows that surviving high school while working part-time at Beacons Hills Center for the Rehabilitated Supernaturals employee population, him, was in no way going to be easy. But he'd been, he's been busting his ass at doing all the goddamn research in their loose little team for angsty werewolves and werewolf adjacents while getting his ass ridden by Harris on a regular, and it's shitty, and it's what it is. He thinks about rigging the teacher's tables in the chem lab idly while he lowers himself on the grassier patches of this part of the preserve, sheltered by tall sycamores and overlooking the creek. He flicks away nutshells and pebbles before setting, settling cross legs at the base of a box elder tree, offering him cool shade and the slight breeze that picks up as California sun sets in the distance. He pats down his jeans, shimmies out the most expensive fucking bag of weed he'd bought in his life to date. Cause Jim is an asshole of a dealer and fluctuates his prices like he, he's the entire go goddamn stock market. But he's reliable, okay, and discreet. And Styles could use a lot of discreetness in his life while harboring downers like cannabis and murderous creatures in his father's town. He snorts at the thought, yeah, total downers. <laughs> I heard that laugh. I just, I'd love, I, re I haven't ventured down Teen Wolf too much. I mean, I've, I've read a couple stories, but I just love how people write styles. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, this is styles, right? I'm, I'm not. Yeah, this is styles. Yeah, 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 this is styles. Yeah, I just, he, he just has a great personality. Mm -hmm. Like, in his just inner thoughts, like, you could hear him thinking. It just yeah. Makes me smile. He brings out a rolling paper and a notebook he can assemble the joint on, putting a cigarette together with easy practice movements. He took his time to eyeball the amount of weed he wanted, but ended up with a lot more than intended. So he just figured it was a sign from the universe to really loosen up today. He commits to it by saving the first and the second hit, letting the smoke linger in his mouth and marinate until he couldn't hold it in, hold in the acrid feeling building in his throat and lungs any longer. 
letting the smoke billow out sharply in front of his face. It usually takes him half a joint to reach what he considered the perfect high. One where he's pleasantly loose, but not incapacitated enough to, in, to not enjoy his surroundings. He loves getting baked in, this, in an idyllic place like this. It's the best thing next to the smell of a new comic book to finally shed in his layers after an, un, an unbearable day of being a human in the most ungodly preternatural town in the state. The grass on this side has always been more lush and even in autumn, it looks like the entire ground is on fire instead of barren and dead. Scott and he found this years ago, shelved deeply away from the jogger's path and therefore wasn't even remotely in the vicinity of the patrol route his father's deputies frequented. He should know, he's tried many, many times to tag along. Riding a high in this particular part of the preserve was even more special in the spring, and it's in the middle of April now, so that meant he got to stare dazingly at bellflowers and purple dead nettles sprouting out from the surrounding foliage. The smell of honeysuckle growing, growing from the harsh, hardy bushes mixed in with the distinct pungence of weed, making him sneeze twice in succession. He wipes at his nose with his sleeve and then strangely feels droplets of something that definitely did not come from his nose. He looks up with narrowed eyes and wonders if it was just him or the sky really was grayer than it looked not two seconds ago. A shadow suddenly fell over him and he swivels his head to the side, surprised to see Derek Hale standing over him, glowering with deep interest at the lit blunt he has in his fingers and the school notebook on his lap that just about gives everything about how illegal this looked away. <laughs> I can just imagine he's looking at his notebook, looking at the joint, looking at Derek. He's like, Derek cursed inwardly and straightened his back. Uh, hey, Derek, he starts awkwardly. There's no, he's nowhere near baked, but the few dregs of cannabis in his system is helping him not panic as much as he probably would have. Being caught by his, by their resident ex-convict alpha while smoking a joint in his territory. Derek doesn't return the greeting and only puts his hands inside his leather jacket, surveying the scatters, scattering of Styles' belongings around him. A rumpled hoodie a set of keys, a half-finished bottle of Fanta from lunch period. The second thing Styles says is, uh, don't tell my dad? <laughs> Derek rolls his eyes and finally responds, why would, I, why would I talk to your dad about anything? I don't know how you or your agendas work, dude. None of my agendas include ratting you out to your dad. Abated, Styles' spine incrementally relaxes and he leans back against the tree trunk, bringing his joint back up to his lips in an attempt to brush Derek's presence off. But before he could take another pull, fat drops of rain land on his eyelids and the back of his wrist, startling him into alertness. The sky doesn't give another warning before it completely opens up and suddenly it's drizzling. 
his clothes and shit, his weed getting thoroughly speckled with rainwater, despite the shade of leaves over them. He hurriedly gathers his sparse belongings and rolled them, rolls them into his hoodie, now a little muddy on the edges with the dirt, when the dirt mixed with water. Where's your Jeep? Derek inquires over the rain, using his hand to shield his eyes from the droplets. Left of the cemetery, Styles replies, scrambling to stand up and curling his ball of things against his stomach as the night rainfall picks up, landing heavily on their hair and turning the tops of their clothes darker. When he looks back at the werewolf, Derek is already several paces ahead, leaving Styles with no choice but, break, but to break into a near sprint to follow the older man into a thick fold of brush bushes. They climb over tens of them, thorns catching on Styles' pants, inconveniently and almost making Styles trip and fall face first on the muddy ground. Over ahead, Styles spots the decrepit remains of the Hale House where Derek is already climbing up the porch stairs. He pushes his legs to run into the relative safety of the leaking porch roof and stumbles on a step. Derek catches him by the shoulder and sets him upright and doesn't let go until they're both past the doors, tracking dirty footsteps into the foyer. And just like that, Styles gets his first look at the Hale Manor while he's soaking wet. It's not much warmer in here than it is outside, and it's dark and kind of musty. There's definitely stuff growing on some of the walls, twisted creeper vines, and dark plumes of green ivy crawling up through the cracked floorboards, the type of plants resilient enough to grow in the midst of all that lingering death. It's creepy, if he's honest, and not the least bit welcoming. And a, a human being should definitely not be sleeping, let, an, let alone living here. But Derek's not, you know, technically human. And creepy is kind of his thing. So maybe Styles shouldn't be so surprised. Okay, I have to say, for like the first three seasons, Derek is living in the dilapidated Hale House, an abandoned train car, and an abandoned warehouse. He's like, and still remains like the sexiest homeless person ever. <laughs> Here's the thing. He owns an entire apartment building and has a fortune of something of like $450 billion to his name. But why live lavishly when you can have abandoned shelters? <laughs> you learn like during like season four that he is like super, super rich. He's just humble. Yeah. They're in like his, his like loft apartment. Then they're like, and they're like, where's your money? He's like, you're standing in it. I own the entire building. <laughs> So casually, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was living in a freaking abandoned train car. Teach their own. Yeah. I mean, he's humble. Again, humble. Yeah. It's been too long since he said anything. He knows that. But he's pretty sure that the weed he got is a lot stronger than his usual strain. So Jim maybe isn't a complete bastard. At least this time. Something drips on his forehead and Styles blinks dumbly, looking up and getting another cold droplet of rain right in his, the eye. Before he can suggest that they might not be much better inside than out there, 
Derek's grabbing his shoulder again and literally lifting him over a surprisingly huge hole in the floor that Styles hadn't noticed yet and shoved him into what he thinks must be a bedroom or the closest approximation to one because yeah, there's a mattress on the floor. But still, the designation is generous. The floor is completely dry here, though so the roof must be mostly intact in this part of the house. Um, Styles finally manages to say, because his THC-soaked brain, his eyes and mouth must have finally synced up again to the point that he realizes Derek is staring at him, like he's waiting for him to say something, anything. Is this your room? I don't know why my Styles is sounding like a prepubescent teenager. I don't know, but you could do the Styles noise or voice from, um... Radio Tower, he's not high pitched. Does he hurt your voice? No, I I, I can switch. It's over just that Batman. Because I I don't like how he's sounding like a puper pubescent schooler yeah. smoking weed. Yeah, I like your uh your Radio Tower styles. Okay, let I have to go outside real quick. Feeling the spirit of the story. Yeah, I don't know why my mouth was just so full of saliva. Okay, so we're gonna switch over to the. Styles. Video tower voice. Derek shrugs and Styles can only watch. Cottonmouth as the wolf unceremoniously shucks his jacket and his clearly waterlogged tank top that used to be white but was now obviously see-through. Whew, I want to see that. And throws them to the floor like he couldn't possibly care less where they landed. God, aren't there any ugly fat werewolves? No, maybe. No. <laughs> Styles wonders desperately, dropping his gaze hesitantly to the smoke-charred floor. Because maybe he shouldn't be ogling the now half-naked and incredibly muscular man in front of him quite so blatantly. He liked his head attached to his neck. Thank you very much. But that also means it takes him another full five seconds before he realizes Derek is handing him something that makes him even that takes him even longer to recognize is a towel. And then Styles is suddenly very aware that his own clothes are soaked through and clinging to him. He's got goosebumps all up and down his arms. I can hear your teeth chattering, Derek says pointedly, and Styles nods because now the werewolf's looking all expectantly at him. At least he manages to clumsily yank off his t-shirt without completely falling to his face, which honestly, Styles considers a win. And now he's shirtless and very, very aware of the fact that he is 147 pounds of pale skin and bones and sarcasm. And Derek is Derek. And he's all bulging biceps and rippling abs and sun-kissed skin and shockingly pretty green eyes. And oh God, this is a terrible idea. Derek is staring at him still. Actually, Styles is pretty sure he hadn't even blinked, which is rude. Because at least Styles had the decency to pretend not to openly gawk. It's starting to unsettle him. So he hastes... Hastily covers his head with a towel and rubs at his hair just so he can breathe for a second without entirely having a freak out in front of Derek, of all people. 
or not painful because he technically isn't. And Styles has to actually bite back a hysterical laugh at that. Fuck, he is high. Of course, when he reemerges from his terry cloth hideout, Derek is right in front of him like nobody ever explained to him the concept of respectful, respecting personal space. And Styles lets out a sound he can only horrifyingly describe, describe as an E. Derek arches a, an eyebrow but doesn't say anything. Instead, he passes, presses his jacket into Styles' hand. And Styles has never been more confused in his life about what's happening. You're cold, is all Derek says. Put it on. He's also just stoned enough to go along with it. The leather is a little damp, but when he slips his arm through the sleeves, the inside is dry and warm, really warm against his skin. It also smells really good, like rain and pine soap, and something else he can't quite place. Maybe it's the whole alpha thing, or maybe it's just a Derek thing. But Styles finds it oddly comforting nonetheless. Thanks, he mumbles, and D Derek just nods and shrugs again. You can smoke in here, Derek says suddenly. I won't mind. Oh, Styles says, and he sees he's rolled his rolled up sweatshirt on the mattress, which he doesn't even remember bringing in here. Okay, he sort of awkwardly spazzes his way over to Derek's makeshift bed, bending down to rifle through the pockets of his hoodie until he finds his rolling papers, along with the now slightly damp bag of bud. Do you... Styles, even, Styles isn't even sure why he's asking, but the words fall out of his mouth before he can stop them. Um, want to? He's expecting Derek to huff at him all disapprovingly and roll his eyes in that way he does. But that's not what happens. Instead, the older man just looks at him with the expression that Styles is incapable of deciphering in the moment. Arms crossed and leaning against the wall of his sad, burnt up excuse for a bedroom and says, Sure. Okay. I didn't know werewolves could get high, Styles said offhandedly poking through the bag of bud and trying to find a rolling paper that isn't completely ruined. I thought it went along with the whole, you know, supernatural constitution thing. Weed is metabolized a little differently than alcohol, I think, Derek says, watching Styles' hands like he's doing something a lot more interesting than picking bud apart with his fingernails. Styles isn't sure if Derek's eyes have moved away from him once, and it feels like being pinned, only his back's not literally against the wall this time. We feel it. It just takes a little more than the average human dose. Well, that might be a problem, Styles thinks, shaking the baggie and making a face at the shake sticking damply to the plastic. There's barely enough dry weed to make a particularly flat, fat blunt fit for one werewolf and one kid with ADD. Styles looks dumbly at his rolling paper, paper in consideration of his predicament. Ever try shotgunning? Derek asks. Styles feels his throat constrict and chokes so suddenly on his own saliva that he, his eyes water, start to water. 
Derek's expression shifts from impassive observer to concerned alpha. And before Styles can say anything, the wolf is kneeling in front of him, thrusting a plastic bottle of water in his face. Embarrassing, but helpful, Styles thinks as he takes a sip just to do something with his hands so he doesn't start flailing like an idiot. To be fair in the show, Styles flails like an idiot a lot. It is one yeah, of very his- characteristic of him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he, he is. I love him for it, though. He's uh, he really is such like a like a cool character. Like he's just so many like layers to him. Yeah, he's smart. Mm-hmm. He's a smart ass and he's a spaz. He's a spaz, but he's also kind of brave, too. Yeah. So. He's, I, a, he's a fully loaded. Yeah. I love, like, he's such a relatable character, too. Yeah. So, sure. um, the main problem that he needs to figure out is he has no brain-to-mouth filter. Yeah. Like, in season two, like, Coach asks him, unless you want to play with yourself, and he's like, I already did that twice. I think that just that that's his sarcasm. It's just yeah. it's just him. I mean, there is no filter to stop it. But yeah, that's my that's what funny. one of my favorite lines of his. I already did that today twice. <laughs> I'll cut all that out. No, Styles finally managed to croak. But we can try. Uh, we can um, try it if it's okay with you. Derek says nothing, but resumes the whole staring thing while Styles presses shake into the crease of the paper with trembling hands a feat which is a lot harder it turns out with an audience especially when that audience is a normally brooding and glowering werewolf who is now inexplicably smirking at him which so isn't helping i might not be that bad style says holding out what might be the worst joint he has ever rolled in his entire life Derek doesn't seem to notice, or if he does, he apparently doesn't care. Just plucks it out of Styles' palm and places it between his lips. Styles is the one staring now, because he doesn't think he's noticed Derek's mouth so acutely before. And suddenly, it's the only thing he notices. Styles? Styles? what he says automatically and his vision refocuses enough to see that Derek's scowling at him oh no enough to see that Derek's scowling around the lip of the joint and holding his hands out and Styles couldn't tell you what he wanted with the gun to his head the wolf rolls his eyes and then suddenly his very tan very naked torso is up all up in Styles' business. And Jesus, is that Derek's hand in his pocket? Just help yourself there, Derek Hale. Derek's hand is in his pocket. Calm down, Derek says, though it sounds a little distorted with the blunt clamp between his teeth. When he pulls back, Styles is lighter. His favorite with the peeling Batman label is caught between the man's long, spindly fingers. I asked you for this like a hundred times, 
Is that a lighter in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> I have to say it is extremely rude when someone has rolled a joint to take it from them and take the first hit. I mean, that's true. But I, wasn't he kind of handing it over to him? I'm not sure. Well, it says, style says, holding out what my, my what might be the worst Okay, joint. that's true. I think he's giving it to him. He's giving it to him. Okay. However, it's rude to give it to him without a lighter. So, yeah. style, get your shit together. We're, we're sitting here talking about weed etiquette. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Okay, fair, but ADD, remember? It turns out that watching Derek spark up a joint is a mesmerizing thing, almost sac sacramental. And there is simply too much to take in. The way he sucks in that first hit, broad chest heaving, his incredibly sculpted cheeks hollowing before all that smoke plumes out of full parted lips, curling and twisting its way up to the ceiling. Styles is going to pass out before any aforementioned shotgunning happens. He knows it. Come here, Derek says, but he doesn't actually wait for Styles to move or even acknowledge he's heard him, which makes sense considering Styles' track record for listening so far. Instead, Derek's big hand is suddenly splayed over his face, cupping his jaw, and it's so shockingly intimate already that Styles can feel his heart start to rabbit in it in the cage of his chest. Derek's hand is so hot against Styles' cool skin, practically burning him with the touch that he almost flinches away but stops himself. Open your mouth, he murmurs, and Styles does actually listen this time. But then Derek's laughing a little and he feels the werewolf's palm under his chin, lifting it gently, gentler than Styles thought he'd ever, he'd ever be capable of not that open like this he feels it feels a lot like Derek's about to kiss him even though Styles is using every neutron in his teenage hormone soaked brain to remind him that it's not actually what's happening here he wrestles for one panic moment when the decision of whether or not to keep his eyes open before decidedly shutting them if this turns out to be as mortifying as he imagines it might at least this way he won't have to see it firsthand Derek has a thumb hooked just so on Styles' bottom lip. In this way, he has full control of the flex, flexion in the flexion. Flexion is such an e easy word, and I messed it up. What does that mean? Like the tension? Yeah, the t uh, like the tension. The resistance, okay. Yeah. And this way, he has full control of the flexion in the teen's jaw. And Styles' brain is already hazy at best, but with how close Derek's mouth and his everything is, he feels his synapses get overshot by the dizzying prospect of getting kissed by the older man. But he isn't, is the thing. Instead, Derek takes his second hand hit and leans in close to brush his mouth against Styles in the barest amount and simply breathes out, releasing air and smoke into it. He feels it curling inside him, coating the back of his throat as he sucks it in reflexively. The hand on his jaw is still so startling warm against his cold cheek that it ironically makes him shiver. He keeps it in, in his lungs, 
for a few seconds, feeling Derek draw away from his space before exhaling as his eyes flutter, flutter open. Derek's looking at him with an expression so open, Styles coughs twice to hide the jump in his pulse. Uh, he starts to clear his throat. So that's that shotgunning, huh? Yeah, Derek agrees, leaning back with his other arm supporting his weight on the mattress. Styles tightens the leather jacket around himself and says, It's cool. He feels incredibly self-conscious about after being so close to him, and his mind reels with the not-quite kiss and wonders if Derek had noticed how chapped his lips were. He refrains from bringing a hand up to his mouth just to stupidly chase down the barely there feeling of the slightly brush, slightest brush Derek's stubble had made on his upper lip. Instead, he asks, Can we do it again? Derek holds the blunt between his middle finger and forefinger easily, looking like he's done this many, many times before. The question of who had taught Derek to smoke and show told him how to shotgun briefly flashed in his mind, and if possible, he gets a little more lightheaded thinking about it. But it still surprises Styles when Derek suggests, You should try holding it in for longer. What? Styles blinks at him. He's no rookie when it comes to lighting up. He's had to had the drive to look for a dealer the moment his child psychologist mentioned it, just because she was legally, legally bound to inform him of all his options as her patient. And Jim, for all his dirty capitalist ways, was a pretty solid dealer who actually showed him how to roll a joint and take a hit. So he'd say he's gotten pretty good at maximizing his high. He'd even go as far as to boast that his lungs' capacity to hold in smoke was a solid seven at worst. Hearing Derek give him weed-inhaling advice was a little off-putting, if not insulting. Not everyone can be supernatural creatures with indestructible lungs, all right? <laughs> Derek continued. <laughs> what? I'm going to indestructible lungs. They're just, oh, they're just their banter. It's just styles. <laughs> Derek continues. I've tried it before holding it in for as long as I could. Styles, is fur Styles furrowed his eyebrows. You know that's a myth, right? You don't actually get higher that way. No, Derek answered admittedly, but being lightheaded gives you a different kind of rush. He takes another hit, but doesn't offer it to Styles this time, which sort of rubs him the wrong way because that's his damn weed but he can't even hold onto the irritation long enough to not admit watching Derek Hale smoking was a show unto itself. There's a certain surety Styles gets from trading his goods to witness it. The hooded eyes, the slack-jawed mouth pursuing to expel the thick billows of milky white smoke into the air. It's dark in the room and downright gloomy outside, but the light from the window painted the room with a faint blue glow. And this way, Derek looks straight out of a fucking movie, which is just something his brain cannot handle right now. So instead of dissecting the sudden, sudden mind-numbing attraction, Styles turned to his best defense mechanism and starts. 
you know, you could destroy brain cells if you... She pa He pauses to mind, putting a hand around his throat and catalogs the way Derek's eyes briefly flick to the action. If you subject yourself to oxy oxygen deprivation, not good, dude. Like, your body can literally beat you the fuck up, according to David Blaine. He, uh, he went to o on Oprah just to break a world record. Well... He did, he did so good for him, but his diaphragm convulsed so much he had to, he said he, it felt like someone punched him in the stomach like 10 billion times. That's horrible. Yeah, that's, that's all true. Dave, the David Blaine thing. Oh, the, the, I mean, this is Styles, the guy who wrote uh, Coach Finstock an essay on circumcision. For his economics exam, uh, they did a parent-teacher conference, and Finstock was like, he wrote me an e a very detailed essay on circumcision. And his dad, well, yeah, that's great. And he's like, I teach economics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, style. That's why we love him. Yeah. Oh, man, I, ac I didn't accidentally open my, my Twilight fan fiction. Give me a sec. Okay, let's see. Let's get back to the story. This is going to be a long episode. Derek regards him with amusement and a quirked eyebrow. I'm not asking you to break a world record. Just saying, he throws his hands up. I value your brain cells, dude. They keep us alive. Plus, we're totally wee bros now. And what kind of bro lets his other bro withhold precious o2 don't call me bro see we tried that with the whole don't call me dude thing so i'm not sure what makes you think i'd listen to this time derek shrugs worth a shot want another go fuck did he ever now, now i feel like i need to challenge david blaine he said jokingly so there's a queasy feeling in his gut accompanying the hummingbird in his heart at the thought of putting his mouth against Derek's again. He shuffles closer to ask, what makes it holding it in worth it anyways? You're smart, Stalinsky. Derek holds the unlit end of the cigarette at the edge of his lips. What happens when that pressure gets released? He itches, he itches a crane his neck. He itches to crane his neck just so and drink in the last hit, but, but Derek moves it away from him in a manner that it could almost be considered teasing. Hormonal flux for one, he supplies, miffed, but couldn't resist resisting, couldn't resist answering. Rush of endorphins coupled with serotonin, the bedrock of erotic asphyxiation. Oh my God, erotic. For a second, he can't believe he just said the word erotic in front of Derek. But he he's high, turned on, and he just wants a goddamn lick of THC back in his veins. Second to that is probably just getting to brag like an ass. Derek's mouth is on his in a single's breath's time, and see, they might as well be kissing now. There's no hair breadth of space between their lips, and Styles' chest sees as at the pull of, 
full press of their mouth as he gets filled with vapor up to the hit, hilt of his lungs. His eyes automatically squeeze, squeeze shut along with his mouth as Derek reels back slowly, and then he whispers, Keep it in. And Styles does, just does it. The con he concentrates on the suddenly muted sound of his surroundings, cataloging the feeling of having someone el else's breathe him in. Nope, someone else's breath in him. It's surprisingly heavy, heavy, uncomfortable. He counts 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, and then it all too, then all too soon, he's breathing it all out. Translucent sheet of white pushing out in front of his face. He inhales sharply after and finds that he's disappointed he hadn't even lasted all of 10 seconds, which is probably probably what compels him to say another one with a voice much stronger than he felt. Derek humors this though and this time he gives Styles ample seconds to prepare for the fourth hit. He fits both palms on the handholds of Styles's face and seals their mouths slowly. The smoke transference going through smooth and sure and, and substantial. There's something so heady and inexorably intimate about filling his lungs with this, this air that didn't belong to him and didn't, doesn't even sit right inside of his body. He lets his eyes zone out with the view of Derek's face as the only thing in his, as the only thing in his line of vision. Derek's got this smirk, this lazy smile that curls up at the corner of his mouth distractingly, but Styles refuses to be decided it's not enough to take away his attention from his mission. He's going to make it to 10 this time. He's sure of it. He counts by pressing the, his fingers one by one to the mattress, the way his kin kindergarten teacher has taught him to measure a second. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, four Mississippi, five Mississippi. He closes his eyes when he reaches eight and then Come the tenth, he heaves out a breath and sucks back in another. Styles reaches a hand to steady his shoulder, and Styles feels more, feels more than hears him chuckle. Shit, Styles, that was good. He's not sure if it's just the oxygen rushing back in what that makes that comment much harder, hotter than it had any real right to be, but coupled with the dizzying intensity of holding your breath while you're high. Styles feels it go straight to his dick, hook, line, and sinker. And by the time his head feels less like a grainy television channel, he's already half hard in his still damp jeans. How do I? He asked weakly, looking for validation just so he could pack it away for a later jack-off. One where he's allowed to explore the praise kink he didn't know he had until Derek fucking hailed. Old Styles, he did a good job of holding his breath inside him. Fuck. Derek tech fuck. Derek's technically been inside him just for a different reason than he'd fantasized about. The thought is unbelievably arousing, and he's not sure what to do with that. But Derek doesn't repeat the praise, and it kind of makes him want to whine. Instead instead the werewolf says, I think you could try for much longer. I think you'll do great. And fuck him if he doesn't want to do great.
Styles nods, Styles nods mutely and takes a few beats to compose himself. Okay, he breathes out. Okay, let's go for it. Go for fucking gold. Count for me, will you? He's got that small smile again, that disarming smirk. He says, sure. And then he fits the blood between that smile as he takes a long, deep pull from it. Styles watches the embers light up and the fray the pa- and fray the paper's edges, enraptured and a little jealous of the damn cigarette. Derek's the one that moves in to fit his mouth over Styles's, and this time, when he deposits the smoke on the pad of Styles's tongue, the older man helps him close his mouth with a real kiss that resounds in the heavy silence as they break apart. Styles doesn't bother to keep his eyes open, choosing instead to let it flutter shut as he completely detaches from his environment. But he feels Derek stay near, only a few inches away from his face. He grounds himself on the heat that permeates their close proximity. His throat feels a little abused, a little rough, roughed up by the burn of marijuana, but he forces himself to keep steady, keep everything in. He hears his heart beating loudly in his chest with with an awareness he's never had before until it's suddenly the only thing he can hear, just his pulse in his ears, the click of his throat when it swallows reflexively, and then the sound of Derek's soft counting swimming into focus. Seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. His brain is telling him the counting is much too slow. He hadn't counted this slow for himself, had he? He wants to tell Derek to speed up, tell him that his this was foul play and that he needs to breathe like he needs to be great. But by God, does he want to be great even more? The burn in his chest grows exponentially and, he more, and the more he thinks about it, so he reflects his body's natural response in favor of sinking his fingernails into the meat of Derek's thigh. He doesn't even hear Derek react to this, just the steady background sound of his continuous counting. 17, 18, 19. The first pinpricks of tears in his eyes only makes him bite his fingers down harder. His body wants to preserve him this way, his cell screaming at him to let go, let up, let fucking go. It wants him to breathe out, but he doesn't, he won't. And the counterintuitiveness of the conscious action makes his head spin punishingly. He hears the blood rushing to his ears and crashing into the thudding of his heartbeat. Every cell in his body warns him that this is not good, not right, not breathing. You are not breathing, but Derek, he's telling him, 25, 26. And how could he breathe when Styles is about to do so great for him? It hurts. It starts to hurt a little more by the 31st second. He knows he should be able to hold his breath for way longer than this. He's not the first idiot to have timed his breath as a kid. After all, he had made it to a minute. Minute. He had made it to a minute and a half with no sweat. It's probably the carbon dioxide. The fact that the air in his lungs wasn't quite right. It could also be because this was the third time he'd suspended suspended oxygen from his body. Or the way Derek had kissed him into halting his breath stole more of that little air that was left in his lungs. He's not sure. 
He's too busy sinking into the agony. There's pressure building steadily in his head, something he can't quite ignore, squeezing and compressing. And suddenly the same can be said for his neck, where there's a hand snaking around it, big and almost hot enough to startle him into gasping out. Derek, who else other than Derek, holds onto his throat like he's, he thinks he could still style his breathing even further. He's probably right, trying not to pay too much attention to it. 36, 37, 38. He can make it to a minute, right? 39, 40. He can make it good. 41, 42, 43. And then something in his diaphragm builds painfully until it feels like it's cracking. Later, Styles could would describe this feeling, but then at the infinite second, the one that stretched between 44th count and the 45th, all he was capable of is the complete and all-consuming panic of knowing your body has reached its limit. Do not go farther than there. Do not pass go. Do not collect 200. And with a great trembling of his ribs that he feels rippling through his entire body, he breathes out. My mom looked at me like I was weird. It was intense. Like I, I felt my chest getting heavy. Yeah, it was like my mind was like, "Oh my God, how long is this gonna go?" He, that's not good. Something roared in his ears. Blood, probably blood. And he coughs a lungful of smoke out violently as he gulps in breaths after staggering breath. His veins nearly singing with the loud racing of endorphins that followed the air, as he finally lets the air he finally lets swoop in and out. He feels like he whites out for a heart-stopping beat, but Derek's hands are still on his throat and it brushes soothingly against his trachea, reminding him to breathe more, breathe in. He hacks out one after another, reintroducing oxygen back in his system and Styles feels fuzzy around the edges, unfocused and unanchored. But then there is Derek's hands that are holding him, holding him still. And Derek's saying things, praises like, you did so good. Fuck, that was great, Styles." And all he can do is whimper into the werewolf's clavicle where his forehead has fallen against it. It takes a moment. It takes him a moment to open his eyes and see the tint in his jeans and the realize, fuck, that made him hard. He's suddenly aware that he's breathing heavily for an entire different reason. He got the back the air back in him and his head's not feeling so compressed anymore and he's gotten this 200 town predator who dared him to borrow their breath and cradle it inside of his person and he's hard he's so fucking hard and he can't believe how turned on he is by this shit he thinks and chances a glance up at Derek the werewolf is looking at him hungrily and pinning him with intensity of it How, how did I do this time he pants out. Tell me, Derek swallows, doesn't break eye contact. Tell me, I can kiss you now. And oh, oh, oh you got oh, you said oh, oh, oh my god, Ooh, yes, I've got chills. Like, you've just gone from like uncomfortable, like tightness to like this now tingling sensation. Okay, so uh, I have to say, I've done it, and shotgunning is incredibly intimate. Mm-hmm. 
It For is. Sure. It is. You are sharing each other's breaths. Y'all's lips are touching. Y'all sharing each other's high. You're just sharing breath. <laughs> it is just a whole nother level of sharing. Yeah. Peace of you with someone. Okay, so oh, Styles and Tones Weekly says, okay. And then they're kissing fully, deeply, undeniably. Derek's mouth threatens to steal his hard-earned breath away again, and he can't have that. So he lets his tongue in and rolls it with Derek's, feeling the hot slick of saliva accompanying the exchange of push and pull and the slide of their tongues together. He falls more than arranges himself into Derek's lap and his hips bearing down to seek friction for the aching in his pants. Derek's own hips meet him with an un, un, uh, undulation that makes him moan so low and longs. He wonders if he can ever made, if he had ever made that sound before. He finds purchase in the tufts of Derek's hair, pulling slightly to ground himself against the overwhelming feeling of their clothed dicks grinding together. At some point, Derek lets them fall gracelessly on the mattress, his hands that formerly supported their combined weight now slipping under the back of his leather jacket to roam across the skin of his back. Why am I reading so fast? Because it's hot. It's getting hot in here. Yeah. And they're trying to take off all their clothes. (laughs) It's getting hot in here. So take off all your clothes. And he's high. He's so fucking high. He's convinced nothing will ever feel as good as making out with Derek like this. The movement of his hips is so is uncoordinated at best, sloppy and inexperienced at worst. But Derek only pours his moans inside Derek's in Styles inside Styles' mouth, like he's getting as good as he's giving. And fuck if Styles drinks it up like he drank it in the smoke not ten minutes ago. He'll be moan willingly pursuing his orgasm with his pants on in the middle of a burnt shack husk of a house later. But now he chases after each pleasurable zing with more fervor in their kisses. Their teeth clack and Derek separates from him to put a hot mouth on his ear and a hand closing around his throat gently. This okay? The werewolf whispers in his ear. He's nodding his assent before he can even think about it. And that says a lot about how utterly gone he is on this man. This moment, this perfect cross between Nirvana and being so clearly reminded of his mortality, where it can be so easily crushed in Derek's grip. In a flash, he's being ripped on his back. Oh, sorry. In a flash, he's being flipped on his back and Derek grounds down so deep. He felt like his arousal had splintered into climax, but he's wrong. He didn't. He's still incredibly on edge and ready to come, but he can't. Not yet. He's grasping onto it like the way Derek grasps onto his throat. The other man latches onto his mouth again, licking into him with a demand to crumble under his touch. They're still trading, rubbing against each other. Styles is caught between a rock and a hard cock. Oh my God, that's great. That sentence is great. (laughs) Can you just say it one more time? Because it's amazing. (laughs) Styles is caught between a rock and a hard cock. (laughs) And Derek is still alternating, squeezing ever so lightly and holding his throat. So he wants to break like he's never broken down into an orgasm before. 
The pressure builds and releases as he tricks Styles' head into breathing sharply and bre breathing, but not only slightly making his arousal ebb and flow and fuck. Finally, when their hips meet in a manner he could only describe as a rut, he comes inside his pants with a breathless cry that Derek swallows down with a kiss. He comes and he comes and he's gasping out breaths and pulling them in like he's broken the water surface after spending an hour under it. Derek's resting his forehead against Styles's, his eyes flashing a deep red. Styles's first thought is it looked beautiful contrast against the bluish glow of the room. And the second is, did you come? The question sort of answers itself because Styles could still feel him hard against his sharp hip bone and it's a thrilling sense realization to feel that and look into Derek's eyes, see them all blood red and blown out. And the, knowing that he did that to Derek Hale, Beacon Hill's broodiest, growliest werewolf, who definitely still has a hard on just from looking at and touching Styles of all people. It's kind of breaking his brain a little bit, but that also might be from the oxygen deprivation compounded with the most intense orgasm he has ever had in it in his entire life. We still have eight pages left. <laughs> yeah, it's... <sighs> oh, this is... Oh, wow. <sighs> this is hot. Derek's still rocking his hips in a jerky, rhythmless sort of way, and Styles is definitely still hazy and fucked out. Nearer, nowhere close to getting hard again, but that doesn't stop him from feeling little flashes of lingering hate and pleasure like sparks from flint hitting still. Can I? The wolf rumbles. And Styles has no idea what he's even asking for, and he has to stop himself from saying the words that automatically want it to fly out of his mouth. He can, you can do whatever you want to me, for one thing, because the thought is absolutely too much to say right now, especially to Derek, because Styles has no idea what this even is, this thing between them and the two, because it's shockingly nakedly true, and Styles doesn't even understand exactly when and how that happened. Style, Derek slides his hand away from the side of Styles' head to run a thumb over his still thrumming pulse back and forth. His eyes following the movement with that same laser-like predatory focus as before. Oh, Styles thinks he gets it now. He tilts his head to the side, baring his neck, and Derek dives into the curve of his shoulder with a snarl, which shouldn't be sexy at all, but God, it is. Just, just don't bite me for real, Styles manages to gasp, like he feels the sharp points of what he knows are Derek's face, his fangs scraping over his throat. The wolf doesn't say anything, but he's again surprisingly gentle. When he licks and sucks at the delicate skin there, nipping only once before bearing his nose into the bowl of Styles' hollow collarbone. Fuck, Styles murmurs and stop. Oh, sorry. Did that wrong. Fuck. Derek murmurs and Styles shivers because even Derek's breath is burning hot, just like the rest of him. You smell so good. Styles' eyes go wide. What do I smell like? It's a question he's asked often enough, but nobody ever gives him a straight answer. So maybe this time he'll actually get one. Derek pulls back to look at him, and the expression on his face is so brazen and unashamed in his hunger that Styles feels himself almost stop breathing again. Me. 
Derek thrusts up against him a fine, one final time, shudders, and falls apart with a groan. His fingers tightening in Styles' short hair hard enough to make him whine. Styles thought watching Derek smoke a joint was captivating. Watching him come is something else altogether. Jesus. The distance between them is still small enough that Styles can actually feel Derek's heart finally start to slow in tandem with his own as they both come down from their high, from one type at least. Styles would never admit it, but he finds the weight of the man on top of him strangely comfortable, almost like his own personal werewolf weighted blanket. What's far from comfortable is the cum currently drying on his upper thighs that he can feel rubbing against the rough denim of his jeans. He doesn't move yet or speak because it feels like they're under some sort of spell or something and he doesn't want to be the one to break it. Right now, everything is kind of perfect and he's not ready to pop the bubble and bring out the awkwardness he knows is more than likely coming. Maybe Derek senses this because he manages to lift his head from Styles' shoulder and the way the werewolf is looking at him is starting startling mostly because his eyes are still shifted that striking ruby red as if he needed another reminder that he just lost his dry humping virginity which is a thing now he guesses to a wolf man <laughs> dry humping virginity to a wolf man <laughs> styles comes up with like the the craziest thing like I think- definitions of things yeah yeah Though uh, stuck between a rock and a hard cock is still the best thing I've ever read. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Even if the way that Derek leans down and rubs his nose across the slate of Styles' jaw is more feline than wolf, Styles is aware enough of wolf behavior to recognize he's being scent marked, and the light grays of Derek's beard sends him shivering him, him again. And God, after this, he's going to have to seriously examine his kinks because evidently he's got a lot of weird ones. Although technically, they could all be boiled down to one single Derek-shaped kink, as if he didn't already know that. Are you okay? Styles isn't sure he's ever heard Derek's voice sound that rough before. Yes, he manages to finally breathe out. It's not a lie either. He's still stoned. But he feels good, sated in a way he isn't normally when his orga- orgasms are solo events. It's new, different, but definitely not bad. It's Derek, his mind supplies. So how could it be bad? Why? You're quiet, Derek says. You're never quiet. Styles laughs, but at the end, he, but he ends up coughing. His throat still raw from lack of breath mixed with the lingering burn of the pot smoke. Yeah, because I think every brain cell I had just exploded out of my dick. (laughs) I like the surprises. (laughs) Derek makes a face, but the smirks curling at the edge of his mouth is smug enough to make Styles roll his eyes. His pants are really starting to stick to him, making his legs itch and he can't help but squirm even though he's still effectively pinned underneath Derek's bulk. Doesn't mean Styles doesn't whine a little when the wolf faintly rolls off of him, collapsing next to him on his back with a growl. I suppose it's too much to expect a place to shower, Styles says, staring up at the ceiling. 
because he's not sure he can handle looking at Derek, looking Derek in the eyes yet. There's a creek out back. Styles snorts. The way Derek says it, it Styles honestly can't tell if he's joking or not. But he's sort of leaning towards not. Uh, I I would really prefer not to drive home while sitting in my own cum. Derek laughs and Styles tries not to focus on how good it sounds or think about how much he wishes he could hear it all the time. Hey, I'm not the only one in this situation, dude. He huffs, finally managing to sit up and hazard a glance in Derek's direction. And if he's not mistaken, the tips of the werewolf's ears are tinged slightly pink. It makes Styles feel slightly better with the heat still lingering in his own cheeks. Derek does end up lending him some clothes, and considering the fact that they just got off together, Styles really shouldn't be so shy about getting naked in front of him. But he stands there frozen anyway, looking at the clothes Derek gave him, a pair of sweats much too big at the waist, and a red shirt with thumb holes that is so well worn and soft that Styles has to stop himself from burying his face in it, like he's never dressed himself before. Derek finally rolls his eyes and turns around, and Styles scrambles into the clothes, and when he's finished, holds out the leather jacket Derek let him borrow, even though there's not so small part of him that doesn't want to give it back. He's expecting Derek to look annoyed when he turns back around, but instead, it's like he can actually feel the wolf's eyes rake over him, all of him, and Styles kind of thought the staring thing would stop for a li- at least a little bit, you know, after their mutual orgasms, but obviously not. The gaze doesn't feel any less intense and then it d- than it did before. And once again, Styles has no idea what that means. It's still raining, is all Derek says. Like that's an explanation for any of this and ignores the jacket completely in favor of grabbing Styles' other hand and dragging him toward the front door and out onto the porch. But not before he makes sure the jacket is tucked firmly around Styles' bony shoulders. It's still raining translates to Derek driving him back to his Jeep. Styles literally has to bite his lip to keep from asking one of the million questions he has been dying to ask, which translates to him frantically bouncing his knee up and down until Derek growls and holds it down with a hand not currently on the wheel. Styles expects him to let go after a few seconds, but Derek doesn't. He keeps it there, a constant wait until they reach the cemetery. By the time Styles manages to untangle himself from the Camaro seatbelt and stumble over his Jeep. Okay, I have, I have a story to tell. I went to have an oil change today. Because at work, they, they, there's an oil change place, and the uh, manager there said he'd do my oil change today. So I check in my car, and he's like, which one's yours? The Camaro, right? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, right, I wish. I was like, nope, I'm the Buick. I'm the Buick. <laughs> He's like, you have the Camaro, right? I was like, yeah, right, I wish. Be awesome. But the manager of the the oil changing place at work said he'd do my oil change today, and he did, and it still cost me $75. Well, it's got to get done. Yeah, I got the air air filter changed and the wiper blades changed as well which is good because it rained today 
it started raining when we were doing our our errands. Mm. So, okay. By the time Styles manages to untangle himself from the Camaro seatbelt and stumbles over to his Jeep, Derek is already there waiting, leaning against the driver's side door, which is so chivalrous, open, open for him. The rain has slowed down enough that it's just drizzling. And of course, Derek has never bothered to put a shirt back on. So Styles is forward to watch the path of all those droplets as they trickle down the older man's chest. Getting caught in the patches of hair, Styles desperately wants to press his face against, if only to see if it's actually as soft as it looks. Do you want this back? Derek just cocks his head like Styles isn't even speaking English. Instead of answering him or even acknowledging that Derek's heard him at all, as one typically, typically does in a conversation, the wolf just shoots a hand out and slips in it under Styles's collar, making him flinch. The shudder that ripples through him at the touch and the heat that flares against his throat both feel like involuntary reaction. When Derek practically jams his thumb into what Styles is pretty sure must be one impressive-looking hickey, no. Styles just blinks at him, and D Derek's expression is uh, as unreadable as always. At least until Styles turns to climb into the front seat, and then Derek is suddenly right there, crowding him up against the open door in a way that's almost comfortably comfort ah, bleh, bleh, comfortingly familiar. The natural order of things, his brain supplies unhelpfully. Still, he gulps nervously, wondering exactly when Derek's eyes are going to shift back to their normal color. He assumes that the weed has something to do with it. It surely can't be st entirely Styles' fault. So, Styles starts, voice cracking just a little bit. And because Derek must have broken his brain for real, his mouth opens of its own accord and the question he absolutely did not want to did not want to ask flies ask flies out does this mean this is happening again derek regards him for a moment that seems to stretch on a hundred miles past eternity seriously styles is dying here it's like it's not like he's expecting Derek to get down on one knee or anything, Jesus, but he's kind of expecting more than what he gets, which is another frustratingly canine t head tilt and a single word. Yes. This was the would be the opportune moment for Styles to say something along the lines of, great, awesome, can't wait to have lots of orgasms with you, but that's not what happens. Instead, he, his hand reaches for Derek's face. To his credit... The wolf only flinches a little when Styles' fingertips skim his cheekbone. You should sleep in a real bed. Something soft flickers in Derek's eyes, and Styles watches the red bleed out of the irises until all that's left is emerald green flecked with gold. He doesn't answer right away, which doesn't surprise Styles in the slightest. What does is the puzzling tender kiss that gets pressed to his damp forehead. And then just like that, Derek's halfway back to the Camaro, before Styles can take a breath and speak again. He felt dizzy, he is dizzy when he finally gets himself buckled in. The Jeep's engine gasping and sputtering to life, which thank God, because he's not sure what he would have done if he didn't start the way it, it sometimes did in bad weather. He doesn't press the gas right away, just sits there drumming his nails on the steering wheel, listening to the rain hit the top of the car in steady metallic plinks. 
what the fuck? <laughs> I, I think that's a pretty uh, style reaction. That's a fairly accurate reaction. Like, yeah, yeah. Whether your styles or not, I think that's what I probably would have said. <laughs> that's pretty much on loop in Styles' head the entire drive home, and then it, the shower where he definitely doesn't jack off again, thinking about Derek's mouth or his hands or her good, how good both of them had felt on his throat. It's still on repeat an hour later when he's standing in front of his mirror for an embarrassing amount of time, examining the bruise on his neck like it might disappear if he doesn't stop looking at it or touching it. His fingers can't seem to stay away, drawn to it like a cut in his mouth, that can't stop tongue that he can't stop tonguing. He has been putting off sleep because because he's not entirely sure this isn't going to turn out to be some dream when he wakes up tomorrow. But eventually, the siren call of his bed is too much to ignore. Derek's clothes are still thrown haphazardly over the back of his desk chair, and Styles hesitates for a second before pulling them on. His eyes flickering nervously around the room, like Derek might secretly be watching, which is, of course, ridiculous. Only it's not because when he turns around, Derek is fucking there, sitting on his bed and smirking at him. And oh God, how long has he been there? (laughs) Holy shit. What the fuck is wrong with you? Are you trying to kill me? Derek's expression turns inscrutable, with the exception of the eyebrow that's arched sky high into his hairline. Not today. What are you doing? doing here style sputters shifting nervously because Derek is giving him one of those blatantly predatory looks and for a brief second styles wonders if he might still accidentally be stoned maybe Derek is just a figment figment of his thc soaked imagination styles's imagination must be extremely vivid then he thinks especially when Derek is suddenly right there crowding him up against the desk and he can smell that familiar scent rain-soaked pine and feel the heat radiating off radiating off the werewolf skin like he's a walking talking furnace you told me i need to sleep in a real bed derek says matter of fact so he was listening good to know oh <laughs> <laughs> style so says, he was listening good to know <laughs> yeah. uh-huh style says confused because Does he expect them to go fucking mattress shopping or something? So I found one. It takes... (laughs) It takes Styles approximately 30 seconds to understand what Derek's implying and another 30 for for his mouth motor function to return. Watching dazedly as Derek fucking hell flocks back onto onto his bedspread with his arm behind his head like he's lying on a beach somewhere without a care in the world instead of his of, st- of in Styles' childhood bedroom again what the fuck <laughs> stop thinking and come to bed styles derek says and there's just enough of that commanding tone in his voice that st- styles' stomach for styles' stomach to flip apprehensively briefly his eyes flicker down to his chosen pajamas and he wonders how weird it is that he's still wearing Derek's clothes. It doesn't feel weird, and that in itself is something he's far too tired to examine at the moment. Keep them on, Derek says, and come here. In his 
It's dim in his bedroom, but Styles is almost positive he sees a flash of red. But but it's gone before he can really be sure. You're you're really bossy, Styles snaps, frowning. But his feet betray him, and he's halfway to the matches before he realizes he's moved. He's not sure if he's supposed to get under the blanket or how close to the older man he's supposed to get. But Derek doesn't give him a chance to mull any of that over, yanking him forward and into the cage of his arms in an embrace that's just on the side of too tight. You don't mind, Derek says, and and it's not said like a question, and Styles is sure if he should Styles isn't sure if he should be offended by that. So is this a thing? Styles asks. A you and me thing? Derek is quiet for just long enough that doubts start to creep in, spreading like a blight in his chest, and Styles can feel his own heartbeat start to quicken and his breath start to get shallow and frantic. It's a thing, Style Derek says quickly, and then he's sliding his ha- hand up to rest at the base of Styles' throat, gently squeezing like he's trying to soothe him. And to Styles' eternal surprise, it works. And I don't share, the older man adds, like that's something that even needed to be said, because that's the first thing Styles thinks when he looks at Derek. That guy's a share. Yeah. <laughs> LOL, LOL, LOL. I'm sorry. What, where do you ever look at somebody and go, yeah, that guy's a share? You don't. <laughs> no. You Especially when you look at Derek, like, no, not, not Derek. Derek's so shy, kept himself. You, when you look at someone, you're like, you're like, I really hope that I'm his one and only. That's what when you what you think when you look at somebody, you know. Not he's a share. He's a share. Styles rolls his eyes and opens his mouth to say something sarcastic, but air catches in his lungs when he feels Derek's blunt teeth on the back of his neck, followed by the hot press of tongue and then the gentle brush of his lips at the at his pulse point. You're really confusing, Styles mutters, but he finds his eyelids getting heavy anyway. Shut up, baby, Derek mutters. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm never going to finish this story. (laughs) I keep going. (laughs) Derek murmurs, nuzzling behind Styles' ear like he's looking for something he lost back there. And then lust flickers faintly through his veins at the name, a name nobody has ever called him in his entire life. Styles can't bring himself to dissect the, that response. Just fly, files it away in that box of thing. He's definitely going to need to examine at some point. Just not tonight. Because Derek Hale is in his bed. Derek Hale is in his bed and clearly has a thing for snuggling and pet names and also skinny, spazzy teenagers named Styles Stalinsky, apparently. And Styles is pretty sure he might maybe have a thing for a sour wolf named Derek Hale. Go to sleep, Styles. <laughs> so he does. <laughs> then, did I choose mm-hmm. a good story? That was a good one. <laughs> I wasn't expecting a 420 episode to be so fucking sexy. Yeah. And but I you, ha- you you oh. took us there. <laughs> this was a good one. And I have to say, gorgeous gray matter. Thank you. 
thank you for that new my new favorite sentence he was between a rock and a hard cock thank you yeah, <laughs> yeah that's uh it's still a really great line i, I just love the styles like persona in the story like all of his inner thoughts like i could it's so stylesy it's just it's a really great story thank you that thank was great. you um gorgeous gray matter it's an awesome story awesome all right chaotics thank you for coming have a really wonderful 420 and be responsible yeah and be on the lookout for our next episode coming uh, next Chaotic Thursday. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you for joining us on our journey today. We'd like to thank Hyper Little Noi for allowing us to read her masterpiece, Radio Tower, and to our listeners who welcome us into their homes every week. We love any reviews, downloads, subscriptions. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and archive of our own as Ships of Chaos. Thanks for listening and we will see you next Chaotic Thursday.